For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. TDN Fantasy. The TDN Fantasy Podcast with your host Paige Demakos, Jamie Eisner, and Jake Arians. Welcome into the TDN Fantasy Podcast, Paige Demakos, Jake Arians, Jamie Eisner, and we have four very good playoff games coming at you this weekend that we are going to break down. We're going to talk about some of those injuries, and we're going to skip coaching news today and wait because they have a feeling that by Monday. We might be talking about a finalized version of the Cleveland Browns and their coaching staff, but they are down to three potential candidates. Uh, McDaniel staying there as of right now. That's kind of what we've been hinting at all along that we thought it would be McDaniel. So won't be surprised if they make that higher uh, over the weekend. So the first game that we are going to be talking about here is the first game of the weekend. That is Minnesota going on the road to play San Francisco. San Francisco is a touchdown favorite at home. Uh, A couple of these lines, with the exception of the last game, are pretty big, are a touchdown or more. Uh, The only game that's not is Seattle-Green Bay. So in this one, obviously, two strong defensive fronts. The the thing that sticks out to me when I looked at all of these games is in the previous, in in the wild card round, three of the four road teams won. In In this round, all of the home teams are heavy, heavy favorites. And it will be very interesting to see if we saw a lot of road teams win on wild card weekend, and then it flips and we get a lot of home teams winning on the divisional round. It'll be interesting because in the last four years, the home teams on divisional weekend are 13 and three. Ooh, good stat. Because most of the time they got a, a bye week. Yeah. Yes. And four of these teams are fresh and healthy. And we're talking about this game specifically. I think the Niners needed drastically yeah. to mm-hmm. heal up, rest up, re-motivate, re-energize. And I think they're going to play really, really fast. Jamie, talk about a couple of the injuries that are potentially going to impact this game. Because as of right now, it seems like every injury that's impactful, everybody is scheduled to play. But it's also important when you think about betting and looking at this game, that if there's guys that have serious injuries... Preface that with it's the playoffs and guys play through injuries, so are they still as efficient as they normally would be? And if it was a regular season game, would Would they they be sitting out? out? Yeah, Yeah, look, you look at the two star receivers from Minnesota in this game. Stephon Diggs is dealing with an illness. Uh, Adam Thielen's dealing with an ankle injury. He's also in practice. It sounds more like they're worried about whether stitches will hold up properly or not. Uh, He's expected to play. 
uh, had a huge game. They finally got him heavily involved in the offense last week. So him being limited in any capacity is going to be an issue for them. But I would be surprised if any players of significance miss this game for either team. And then D4 has been out for yeah. San Francisco, yes. right? He's all expected to be healthy enough yes. to be back to being close to 100%, which I think if you look at their stats down the, down the stretch, like they, that when they had six guys healthy on that defensive line, their sack numbers were insane. When they dropped to four, really it was seven guys, and they dropped to four or five in that rotation, they had to play a lot more plays. Their sack numbers were not anywhere near as good the second half of the season. They're also playing really good teams. Yeah. But th- if they have their back to those six or seven guys being healthy and they can rotate and Solomon Thomas is just an extra guy, D Ford's coming off the edge and nickel, don't get behind. Yeah. If you're, if you're the Vikings, like in this case, like it's um, – I just expect that defense to be a lot healthier than they've been and play. And then Quan Alexander coming back yep. off the peck. Also, a huge even if deal. he only plays 35 plays, he flies around, he has energy. He hits everything as hard as he can when he gets there. Um, I just think that defense is going to play lights so, out. So let's talk about, because Minnesota's defense showed up in a way that we haven't seen them really do on like a consistent. They should, right? yeah, yeah, that's, that's what, what we expect from them every week and we saw that in a big moment in in the dome in new orleans against your breeze against that offense this offense in san francisco is not as high flying as new orleans is uh, and hasn't been all season long it's been a good offense At not times, a, yeah. not a great offense not an elite offense like we've seen from new orleans on a consistent basis let's talk about if minnesota wins this football game how do they win this game because they're a touchdown dog in this game and i think everybody is expecting san francisco kyle shanahan to really dial it up and be ready for this one but if you're a minnesota viking fan and you're listening to this podcast how can they win this one jake stop the run Kyle Shanahan wants to have Juszczyk and Kittle on the field together, and they want to run it a lot, a lot like the Vikings did last week. And if game flow allows, they're fine with keeping it close and not putting it all on Jimmy G, but they're going to have to in this game. If the Vikings are going to have a chance to win, they're going to have to stop the run, which they did last week very effectively. And Hunter and those guys, they're going to have to get after quarterback, hit Jimmy G, and make a, make a play. Yeah, I think it's two things. And, and one Xavier that- Rhodes played great last week after yes, struggling all, all year. He has to play like that as well. It's two things on defense for Minnesota that have to do if they're going to win this game. One, it's contain Raheem Mostert and make Kyle Shanahan get antsy with his running back situation. Make him start putting in Tevin Coleman and Matt Breida and maybe even Jeff Wilson if he's active for this game. Make him get antsy where he does that thing where like three or four bad runs in a row for Mostert, all of a sudden somebody else is coming in yeah. for the whole series. Yeah, if they're in the shotgun, use checks off the field. Yes, yeah. make them do that and do not give up the huge play in this game. Make Jimmy G systematically pick your defense apart down the field. Don't give up these huge plays to Debo Samuel or Emmanuel Sanders, which they have been known to do at times this year. If they can avoid those two things – which I think they will for the most part. Their safety play has been tremendous. You're not that worried, but you are worried about Xavier Rose getting smoked like he did a lot this year. He played so good last week, but he got banged up doing that. They're also on a short week. They were on the road in New Orleans, go back to Minnesota, go to San Francisco. They're playing on Saturday, not on Sunday, so they're a day less. That matters. Of course But they're also feeling themselves, and they're hot. So this is such a tough – thing to get to. I mean, for San Francisco to win, Jimmy G's got to play good. Yeah, mm-hmm. Their defense, I think, is going to fly around, but you can run it on them a little bit when they have those speed guys in, which the Vikings stuck to last week beautifully because game flow allowed it. They never got behind by too much that they couldn't stick with the run. All that said and done, I'm going with the Niners 27-24 at home. I think it's going to be an awesome game. I don't so see I. seven points, uh, but I think Robbie Gold, the, the old vet, kicks one to win it at the end. Or they're up a little bit and and the Vikings are trying to come back and can't do it. But I just 
that defense being healthier, getting that off week, being at home. I just think giving Kyle Shanahan an extra week to do a little self scout, get an extra game plan going here. You know, he had a game plan for both teams. Of course they did. Of course they did. They had to. They had to. I just think they have too much to get it done. I, I think the Vikings finally hit that brick wall, but it was dude, that win last week was awesome. It's yeah, a and huge I think win I, for I think them. they're going to go in. I mean, Thielen and Diggs also being banged up matters. It matters a ton. It matters a ton. No, but winning last week matters a lot more than just even for this season. It's going forward and what you think about the team. Because if you go one and done, given the talent on that team, given the questions, given the fact that you may or may not lose your offense, fan base with Kirk Cousins, yeah, yeah, there's a lot that goes into. It. It's a much rougher off season. The rumors that if you lost last week, that Zimmer's gone, Stefanski's your head coach because yeah. they don't want to lose him. It's like. Yeah, that, that game went That's, a long way. And playing good in this game. Yes. Because I think San Francisco has got a damn good chance to, to make a run here now with who's left in the NFC. I mean, it guys, goes a long huge, way. They were huge dogs in that game last week. And yeah. everybody was just chalk New Orleans I, moving I up. think their game plan is exactly the same. They have to. They, they kind of have and to Kirk have that Cousins same. going to have to make a couple throws mm-hmm. under pressure. Because he's going to be under pressure. That's so. That's a, when Jamie. I'll let you kind of break down what you think is going to happen. But I think as somebody who watches the NFC North very closely, and I watch the Vikings obviously very closely, if you're going to make Kirk Cousins do bad Kirk Cousins stuff, you're going to pressure him, and he does not handle it well. And this San Francisco front is much better than what New Orleans was able to do last week. And I think that's where if you can make him uncomfortable, and oh by the way, Thielen and Diggs are not at a hundred percent. This could be New Orleans bad got there. for him. New Orleans got there all year with their front four, but they also got it ran down their throat at times, yes. and they allowed the play action. That's where Kirk Cousins is going to kill you. For sure. If you're going to get run on and then play action off of it, he's going to be good. But like, what, what do you but, think but, here? But, but that's where I, I go back to one of the defensive keys. This is where you can't let San Francisco make get these big plays and start running away from you. Mm-hmm. Because if you're going to – if you get down – if Mistral gets down 14 points in this game, it's Kirk over. Cousins not, is not leading them back against no. that defense. No. What they need to do is they need to keep this game within range so they can continue to establish the run, can continue to give Dalvin Cook another 31 carries again this week. They need this game to be within striking distance for Kirk Cousins. What they, they just can't let this game get away from them because their offense isn't built. Even though they have some talented pieces around them, this offense isn't built to make that big comeback. This is mm-hmm. not a team. We talked about this a lot. Uh, I think we talked about it last week with Buffalo and Houston. Yeah. Where, now, Buffalo ended up getting a big lead. But we said, as good as they were, that's not a team built to play from behind. Absolutely. Minnesota right now is currently constructed as not a team built to play from behind by more than one score. Not that many teams are, but you have you have a little bit more trust in like the Houstons or the Kansas City. If Thielen and Diggs are 100% and you got Dalvin Cook in there and you're in the shotgun, I, I don't hate it. Yeah, but – but it's, it's not conducive to what they winning, winning this game Especially with the pass rushers that they have. I can, I can, I'm sorry, now, I can also assure you, as somebody who just went to the stadium six weeks ago, the defense, the Niners fans, they rally around that defense. And if this team forces Kirk Cousins or Dalvin Cook to fumble the ball early on like they did against that Green Bay Packers team on Sunday Night Football, and they go up 7 like or they 14, they go up early – if that happens, the crowd is not is going to be incessant, and it is going to be impossible for that. I can see this being team. twenty to seventeen because oh, both yeah. defenses yeah. play spectacular. Absolutely, and both offenses want to stick with the run. We'll see how long they do and how, how patient they are. Yeah, I, I lean towards low scoring as well, but I, I'm with Jake. I think the Niners win, but the Vikings cover this game. I think this is a three or four point game in the end, and I think the Vikings are going to be able to keep it close because I, I again I worry about. Again, Kyle Shanahan getting a little antsy with the running back situation. I worry about putting too much on Jimmy G right away. So I, I, I think the Niners, Niners win, capable of running away from somebody they, with that defense. I mean, I, that defense has been lit up at times, but not much. I mean, they no. are about as solid as you're going to get, especially in the back end. 
I just I can't see them running away by two touchdowns. Or I, I don't see it, and especially not the way that they're not unless they turn it over a ton. Yeah, like not only the San Francisco's defense was playing lately either. Like they let I know they've played some really good offenses down the stretch, but they have been haven't been nearly as dominant the last four or five weeks of the season. They've still been good. They're a good team. Again, we're nitpicking teams in the second round of the playoffs. Yeah, we're all good sure. teams. Yeah, in this I sport, think getting D Ford having that week to get healthy. Having that rotation of all those guys on the defensive line is just going to pay huge dividends. If them. if they can play like they played in the first eight weeks, it can get up. By the way, Dwight Clark's supposed to be back. They get yeah. both safeties back. They get their other corner. I mean, they were down a bunch yeah. in that yeah. Seattle game, and they got it done. Richard Sherman gets a week off on that on that hamstring he came back from in two weeks. I just think you're going to see them flying around like you did early in the season. Yeah, it, it could get ugly. All any of these games could get ugly. Yeah, I just I don't mean, think, I think the playoffs. I think Minnesota has to have four turnovers for it to get ugly. I agree. I, I just don't think. I, and I just don't see that happening. I think the the confidence level that that this that that win last week gave Kirk Cousins and that moment with his team, where you better believe there were question marks about Kirk Cousins within that locker room, right? Oh, yeah. Like that that moment was a big moment for that whole team, and I think that that's going to help them. I don't think they're going to win the game. I just think it's going to help them carry over into next season, where there's less question marks about Kirk Cousins moving forward and there's not as much of the uh, I got to get this done so that I can get the monkey off my back. One other person to note is Alexander Madison coming back looked good yeah. last week mm-hmm. and if Dalvin Cook rips off a 20-yarder and needs to come off for a play or two Madison goes right in now they don't miss a beat he's a bigger version of the same thing but they Absolutely. can run the screen plays with him him being able to get 8-10 carries 10-12 touches is huge I mean Boone was a solid fill-in but Madison's He's no, Madison's a, a, Dalvin Cook. Yeah. Like we, he's but bigger. But right? bigger. So it's like yeah. him being healthy and having both of those. I think they can really allows them to stick with the run, and the game plan doesn't change if Dalvin Cook has to come out and get a breather. Yeah, I think we're gonna be in for a couple of really, really good games. All right, Tennessee at Baltimore is the night game on Saturday. Baltimore's a nine and a half point favorite in this one. My big thing is when I looked at this game and I look at that big point spread. Right, I, I think of Tennessee that although Minnesota can say they're feeling themselves after last week. There can't be any other team that is feeling themselves more than the Tennessee Titans because they went to New England, to Foxborough, and knocked Tom Brady and Bill Belichick out of the postseason for the first time since 2010. We're not we're not seeing that team. There, there, there can be no other team that is feeling as confident in this moment. And while going to Baltimore is very tough, playing Lamar Jackson in this offense is very tough. It's not the same as going to Foxborough and doing what they no, do. No, that's the old heads that have been there, done totally that against the young heads that haven't. It's yes. still the playoffs, and they looked bad in the playoffs last year. And the, I think, by the, the way, they didn't know they were getting in. They yeah. knew in the yes. division, and yeah, it was, it was AJ McCarron, but they went in the division and whooped the Texans in yes. Week 17. Steelers lost, the Raiders lost. They got in. Yeah, and then they go up there and do that. So okay. yeah, you're feeling that could take you a long way because they're a pretty young team. They are a pretty young team, and they're feeling themselves, and the defense is playing well, and that coaching staff is feeling themselves. Obviously, after everything that happened, my big thing is: can Lamar Jackson stay hot like he did consistently all season long? Because he did; he stayed hot, and it was unprecedented the way he was able to just consistently do it week in, week out, on the road, at home, prime time, not prime time. He was at a level that it was. It's hard to think that although Mike Vrabel has that Patriots, we're not going to make mistakes. We're going to do the things right. I don't know that that matters because if Baltimore plays at their best level, does it matter? Well, if Baltimore clicks on all cylinders, they're winning this game yes. by three touchdowns. But here's the thing. You can be – Lamar Jackson have a great game, and you can win this game by four. Like, both those things are Absolutely. very very much in the realm of reasonability to think. Uh, I mean, I, I think I'm couching what my pick is going to be here. But, <laughs> look, I, I just – 
you, you're not going to stop Lamar Jackson, but you can do things to slow him down a little bit, and you can do things to hurt his passing efficiency. Like, he threw a touchdown on 9% of his passes this year. That's a ridiculous amount of rate. I mean, we're talking about a single game. That can change a little bit because we still don't have – maybe next year Marquise Brown turns to that when he had a full offseason. He has a little bit more here from the foot injury and all the other injuries that have come subsequent to that foot injury that he came into the league with. They can have that deep threat. They can have that guy that's that option. But right now, you're basically running an offense of Lamar Jackson, which has been phenomenal. You have a, a hobbled Mark Ingram, a hobbled Mark Andrews. It's going to slow them down enough that I think this is going to be a closer game than the spread indicates. I think the Mark, Mark Andrews is more important than the Mark Ingram. Yeah. I think yeah. the Gus bus could fill in and be fine with Justice Hill sparing him and doing some yeah. different stuff. I can see this Ravens team also having a little bit of a letdown. Not – any other reason other than they were so hot for yeah, so long. For and so then long. you just take your foot off the gas and you rest up. Like Lamar Jackson played well into the fourth quarter of week 16. They're up yeah. by like 40. There's no way he should have. They left it. They did that. So he was still getting experience. They were staying hot. They go beat the Steelers with all their backups. So Lamar Jackson hasn't played. A lot of these guys haven't played in like three weeks. Yep. Yeah. And right? that, that scares me too for a slow start. I mean, you go back to those Peyton Manning years where like they were 14 and 0 and they rest everybody for two weeks and they go like, and then they look rusty. Like they, I, I still think they get it done. Because this defensive secondary is so good, and they're now healthy. You don't run it great on Baltimore. Go back to Chuck Pagano, Rex Ryan. That defense hasn't changed a ton through the years. You don't run it great. I don't expect Derrick Henry to have the same day that he had yeah, last week. They're going to try to stick with it. Tannehill's going to have to win this game and play better than he did last week. That secondary is really good. Earl Thomas is still in the back. He got a, he got a week off. They're healthy. I think they win it more that way than they do. I think Lamar Jackson's going to play really good. I think you also look at the way Lamar Jackson plays. He's going to do whatever it takes. So he's yeah. going to have some splash runs where he's just like, screw it. I'm taking off. But if he can't do these little dink and dunk stuff to Mark Andrews that he does and throw it, like that stuff has been awesome. But I can see Vrabel having an edge here. I can also see them going big and stopping the run and putting it on Lamar Jackson's arm, which means you're going to put it on Lamar Jackson's legs. So if it's not there, he's going to take off and make some of these splash plays. I think the Ravens get it done 28-23. I do not think nine and a half is – I think that's big. That's a big spread. This Tennessee team is solid. I watched them in person. I wasn't a huge fan of them at the time, but they've gotten better since then. Yeah, they have. Tannehill's playing – he's played really good. And that, that defense last week was the best pass defense in the league. Yeah. Or second to San Francisco, whatever. You don't want to play them. Like, that's, it's hard to throw in New England, but you can run on it. We said, that, we said that all year, and they did. They stuck with the game plan. was awesome. Uh, I've been highly impressed with Vrabel for two years in his coaching ability. I think their special teams would be really good. I think this game's going to be really solid, but the Ravens have the best kicker in football. That matters. Yeah, it does. They're at home. So even if they are a little rusty with guys haven't played in a couple weeks and they are a little banged up, I just think that, I just think they're a little bit better. I think Lamar Jackson is the X factor of being able to do something with his legs. Yeah, Maybe. that's where I am too. I think the Ravens win this game, but I think the Titans cover. I think this is a one-touchdown game. Uh, I'm really interested to see, like, to me, if you ask the question you did with the last game, how do the Titans win yeah, this game? Yeah, how do the Titans win this if game? Ryan Tannehill has to take over. Yeah. Because, look, Derrick Henry's going to get touched. Derrick Henry's going to get 25, 28 touches. He's just not going to be as good with them as he was last week. So he's still going to get his, and his final numbers might look pretty darn good, but it's going to be a lot less efficient. They're going to need Ryan Tannehill to make plays this week. They didn't need him to do much. He made a couple plays when they needed to against New England, but they're going to need him to be their MVP of this game if they're going to win. He's going to have to get A.J. Brown involved, Corey Davis, Tajay Sharp, John R. Smith. I mean, it's going to, they're going to have to win there. The problem is, is that secondary is damn good in Baltimore. 
So this is one of those ones where – And they blitz like crazy. They do. They don't have the pass rushers, but they blitz. This is almost one of those ones where I, you, you win the toss, you get the ball and try to hit them early. You yeah. try to go over the top right away, try to get up 7 nothing and make them go, oh, okay, we haven't played in two and a half weeks and we're, we're – some of these guys haven't played in three weeks. Yeah. Oh, we're, what are we nah, – not that Baltimore can't have – doesn't have the offense to come back, but – that's that's what Tennessee is going to have to do in order to win this game. But I think Baltimore is going to have enough to get done. I think the X factor in this game, and Jake alluded to it earlier, might be Justice Hill because he's the guy they want to have in on passing downs, especially when Mark Ingram's out of the game or hobbled a little bit. He can be that check down option for them if they're not as confident. But Mark Ingram just only plays 40-something percent of the snaps anyway. So it's not like he needs to be out there all the time for him to be incredibly effective for Lamar Jackson. Baltimore has enough to get it done. I, can't, I, I, I don't really see – an easy scenario in which they lose this game, but like Jake said, nine and a half is, is asking a lot. Yeah, I, I agree wholeheartedly. I mean, nine and a half is a lot. The Ravens are just they, 14 and two. I mean, they rolled. They're good yeah. everywhere. They're, they're great on special teams. They're great on defense. They're great on offense. They don't have. They're extremely they don't have well coached. I mean, we yeah. can't not talk about the yeah, job John Greg Harbaugh. Roman's done, Wink Martindale, yeah. John Harbaugh yeah. leading the ship. Like, they, they have the personnel. They're deep. I, I just think there's enough that nine and a half feels like a lot. Yes. I, I, don't, I don't think they're in danger of losing this game, but I can see them being a little bit rusty, a little bit banged up. And the Titans are hot, man. They're rolling. They're not scared to go into Baltimore after going into New England last week. No, I think this is going to be a really close yeah. game. I'll I think it's a fun one. I think you can yeah, see some I'm trick really plays excited. in this game from both teams. John yeah. Harbaugh goes for it on fourth down. Vrabel's not scared to fake a field goal or punt or do something to try to win it. I mean, he's going up there to win the game, not play it close. Of so, course. like, this could be really interesting because I think there's definitely going to be a throwback pass to Lamar, some flea yeah, flickers, some flea fake flicker. punts. Like there's going to be something cool that happens in this game. Oh, yeah. And it, we've seen some great ones between New England and Baltimore, and it kind of feels like this is Vrabel bringing a little bit of that mystique in there. But I think I think they're going to get it done. It's also, just, it feels like the early 2000s, Baltimore, yeah, Titans, Eddie, Eddie George. Yeah, good point. Both yeah. teams want to run it. Yeah, because it's going to be interesting because, again, these are two teams with quarterbacks that have very, very, very little playoff experience. Yes. What, one game each? Yeah, did yeah. Tano play a playoff game in Miami? I don't think he did. Maybe I don't know if one. Uh, yeah. They went one year, but I think it was one of the years he got hurt. Yeah, so, so yeah, they both, both so. guys have one game of playoff experience. Yeah, so there isn't really an edge from that perspective, other than obviously Harbaugh has the experience as a coach, but Vrabel was on staffs that went in New England. So a player, yeah. Yeah, for, from that perspective, I don't think there's an edge one way or the other. All right, the Sunday afternoon game or the morning game, depending on where you are, is Houston at Kansas City. Another really big point spread, nine and a half for the Kansas City Chiefs at home. We've talked about that two-week Andy Reid prep time and what that does. He and Belichick are very much like that. When you give them two weeks, when you give them time to prepare, this is also important to remember that this is the second time around these two teams are going to see each other. Houston went in there earlier and beat this football team, but Patrick Mahomes wasn't where he was. This defense wasn't playing like it was. And it also wasn't the postseason. And there wasn't two weeks of Andy Reid to prepare. When I looked at. Deshaun Watson had to play like Superman. Correct. And I, I think when I looked at all of these games, I thought the first two games, I was like, I just don't see those big point spreads. You guys might disagree, but this is the one where I feel like they could cover this big spread because I don't think. I wasn't impressed with Houston. I know they won last week, but I think this game would have been a much better game if we were watching Buffalo go in and play the Kansas City Chiefs. I do. I I, I think that we're going to see a really, really, really good Chiefs performance all around this week. Uh, Jamie, I'm going to ask you the same question I did with the other two games, which is if Houston, the big underdog here, wins the game, how do they win the game? Uh, they have to – one Will Fuller has to play, and they have to do something on this Chiefs defense nobody's done in about two and a half months now, which is absolutely just – beat them over the top. Uh, the Chiefs defense is playing 
out of their minds a lot uh, the last few weeks. Uh, a few weeks, more like eight or nine weeks now of them playing extremely well. And I don't think a lot of people have taken notice of that. Uh, and we've talked about this on the show a lot with them, but I don't think the collective has taken notice. So I'm thinking, oh, it's Kansas City's defense and Deshaun Watson, he's going to put up 30. No, it's, it's going to be a struggle for, for Houston to put up that total. I don't know if they're going to be able to run the ball effectively. Uh, but if Houston is to win this game, they're going to need a couple huge splash plays from Will Fuller over the top. Hopkins is going to have to have a huge performance. And Carlos Hyde's going to have to have one of his 20-carry, 120-yard games. Yeah, to big games. I just don't see that happen. Not to mention Deshaun Watson has to play out of his mind and have a couple plays like he yeah. had last week to get Where him. he escapes yeah. two guys sacking, pulling on his uh, pulling on his legs. I, I just don't see it happening. I, I, I'm I'm with you, Paige. I have Kansas City covering this. I, it's close. Like Again, it's a 9.5. Like, I don't think this is a 20-point game by any means. But Because, to be fair, Kansas City's offense has not been what they – they've not played up to their potential the last – But your boy season, is back but, and your boy is healthy, Damian yes. Williams. I, and that's I think huge. That's, that's a big – That is huge. huge. Andy Reid trusts him. We talked about nobody else on the team – no other running back on the team got 14 or more carries this year except for Damian Williams. He looked really good to end the season. He's back. They're going to try to establish the run. Tyreek Hill destroyed Houston secondary when they played last time. I expect Kelsey to have a big game. This is one of those ones where you give me Andy Reid on two weeks, you give me that offense what they can be. At Arrowhead, I know they were they had struggles earlier in the season, but it's still at Arrowhead in a playoff game. That place is going to be awesome. I just I think Houston is a above average football team. I don't think they're a great team. I, I don't know that I'd call them above average. I said I watched them three weeks ago and was so unimpressed it wasn't even funny. Their secondary still sucks. Their offensive line still sucks. Deshaun Watson in the pocket was not impressed out of the pocket. He is, he is Jordan. He is Superman. He makes, he has that it factor. He makes plays and he's going to have to, but man, I, I agree with, I, I got a 33, 23 chiefs. I got him covering yeah. that too. I, I looked at this one and went, I can see this one getting away. Yeah. I, I watched Tampa's offense put up 460 yards with five yeah. turnovers without Godwin and Evans. And should have won by 20. Yeah. I did whatever they wanted. It will ran it. Rojo had a solid day and they're not the chiefs. Not with a week off with Andy Reid and healthy with Damian Williams. Like I just I think this is the one that this is a mismatch. And yeah, they played earlier in the year. Watson beat him and he played like Superman. It looked like the MVP over Mahomes. Mahomes had just had the ankle injury. Yeah, totally different scenario. Yeah, this is not this is not that. We we've forgotten a little bit the greatness of Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, we have. Here. And I know, look, it's not taking anything away from Lamar Jackson, who's the MV, clear MVP, it's having a, a phenomenal no, season. No, but, but it's the recency bias. It's recency it's, bias, it's the ankle injury. Yeah. Uh or the knee injury, excuse me, that, that he had. Like it's but I think we have forgotten how freaking good Patrick Mahomes is. When I looked at this game, that's exactly, knee, yeah, not angry, yeah, sorry. that's exactly yeah. that's exactly what I thought. I said this is going to be a moment where everybody in the NFL is tweeting about, "Oh my God, Patrick Mahomes is so special," and it's going to be a reminder of like, I don't think he doesn't know that. Oh, of course he he's does. He's looking at this stage. Trust me, he he wants this. He wants this moment. He's a very very competitive dude, and you think that the whole conversation around Lamar Jackson potentially looking ahead to knowing that that's an AFC championship game matchup where you, those two quarterbacks are going at it. He knows that that's in his head. And, and I think this is, this is the one game where I see the big spread and I go, yeah, I think it makes sense. Mostly Jamie hit the nail on the head Houston. too with this defense. Like we've, we've talked about it on our show a bunch and it was like, don't worry about what they did the first eight weeks of a new system. Yeah. They're rolling the second half. And the yeah. one guy to watch is honey badgers playing. Yeah, our boy Tyler is playing Ty. phenomenal football. Second half all year, but the second half of the season, playing damn near every snap, lights out, picks. He's just, just he's playing awesome. Things. I could see him snatching one yep. and, and making a From huge splash From his old team play. that he played with yeah, last year. Making a yeah. splash play here. Maybe it's a sack. 
I can just see him making one of those crazy LSU that year he went to the Heisman finalist thing where he was just he's everywhere and does all kinds of stuff. He dropped some interceptions. He yeah. dropped a couple easy yeah. ones. He dropped a pick six, but he's had a, he's had so many plays that you forget that he dropped a couple. He's just been awesome. The, I can see him the, making a big splash. The last eight weeks of Tyron has been very similar to some of his very, very intense moments here in Arizona where you looked, and I remember Ron Wolf at the time going, I've never seen a defensive player that is always near the ball. Like, yes. all, he is a ball. He's Troy Palomalo. He sees it different than everybody yes. else. Like, he, yes. he might blow the defense, but he makes a play, and you're like, why? He goes, I don't know. I, like, I, I, I feel it. I saw I just do it different than everybody else. The other guy I talked, Chris Jones, yeah. phenomenal defensive player. Yes. About to become up on free agency. Yeah, he's going to get paid. Frank Clark has been really solid for them. It should be healthier than he was at coming down the stretch. I mean, this defense was just playing good. They're stopped. They, they gave a ton of run, rushing yards early. But I said, first eight games of a new system, a new defense, That sec, look at the second half. Look at the recency bias of what they've been doing. Don't look at the first half, what their overall numbers for the year were. Like, people get caught up in too much in that. This defense is playing solid. And then, look, defense is solid. Andy Reid, extra week. Mahomes, motivated. Like, yeah. I just – I can't make a case for you. No. I, no. I, I was so unimpressed watching them live – and then what they've done since. And even if you like try to break it down on a more granular level, the thing that Houston can boast over the major- the vast majority of teams in the NFL is a quarterback advantage. And, and they, they can't. can't do it here. Yep. So where else do they have the advantage? They don't have the advantage on the offensive line. They don't have the advantage in the backfield. They don't have the advantage in the secondary. Exactly. It's a good point, ma- Jamie. Ma- I don't even think they really have a front four advantage. No. no. I, I, it's, I what we, it's what we talked about last week. It was like, listen, like Jake said, the one thing that can matter in these moments is – Deshaun Watson better than Josh Allen. And that came true. Yeah. You watch that more clear cut. That's not the case this week. But even if you want to say Mahomes, Watson equal. Where sure. else, where, what other check mark? You know, I mean, you, you're going coaching, check Kansas City. Defense, check Kansas City. Offensive line, check Kansas City. Yeah. Running game, check Kansas City. Yeah. Butker. Like Kicker. Kicker. Yeah. Butker's been a lot better. Kaimi Fairbairn has not had a great second year. No. That I mean, so where where is the other advantage? Yeah, there isn't one. So unless Patrick Home Mahomes, field advantage at Arrowhead. Arrowhead. Huge like, check. Like where where like off week check yeah I mean it's just yeah. it's just the, the, everything it, this one matches up to this to the, the spread the Chiefs would have to lose this football yeah like, which I, I just I don't see happening and I, I don't see happening yeah has Mahomes had that two touchdown five pick game no, no. I can't imagine that's going to happen no. against this secondary no I, I not think, with Andy Reid giving a, a week to no, scheme this I, just, I, I can't guess. imagine no I think I think we're in for a, a really really impressive Patrick Mahomes performance and I for one am all for the which is awesome because if Baltimore does barely get by and they look oh, a little rusty man. and Kansas City's high flying like God, that, I that, love it it's going to be sets a lot up, of sets excitement up for championship weekend yeah sets up perfectly alright the last game and the the smallest point spread of the weekend is Seattle at Green Bay Green Bay is a four-point favorite at home. You've got two Super Bowl-winning quarterbacks going at each other. What are the X factors here, guys? Because I think I looked at, and I wanted to read the whole statistic, but it's so long. But the the basis of the statistic is Devontae Adams has a ridiculous number of catches and targets, and then it's Jimmy Graham, Aaron Jones, 50, like yeah. 50 receptions less, Marquez Valdez scandling. Yeah. Like it is the difference between they legitimately do not have a second tier threat. And that well, is. Lazard kind of became that dude. He had track. almost, with the little amount of time that he played in comparison to the other guys, he was right up in that tier. Yeah. And I know that if you have some fun on the draftnetwork.com and go through the mock draft machine, I've seen a lot of Green Bay mocks with wide receivers going in that first round because there's a lot of weapons. They need one really, really bad. But these are there's been some funky games between these two teams in yeah. the postseason uh, and in the regular season. 
what's kind of what's the X factor here? Before Jamie? you break it down, yeah. Like, you know it's gonna be close. Yeah, yes, go ahead. Like these, these two teams alone, regardless 100%. of where they're playing, anything else, it's gonna be. And close. at least one just mind-bogglingly stupid thing is gonna happen. Yes. Whether, whether it's gonna it's, be officiating, yeah, whether it's gonna say. be a, a play call, whether it's there's gonna be something stupid is gonna happen in this game because it always does. I agree. Yes. So exactly. what that that's that said, what happens in this game? So this to me is I'm I'm gonna take the Packers, but I think this is a three or four point game. Like I think it's this is right there. Um, my, my, my concern here is that I think these are the two most overrated teams in the playoffs right now. And yeah, I think Seattle's absolutely. overrated because they don't have a running game. With all due respect to Marshawn Lynch and Travis Homer, they're they not. want Marshawn Lynch to be more involved this week. That sounds great. But, but you know what? That scares me. I'm sorry. There's a reason Marshawn Lynch was on the sidelines until two weeks ago. Okay? I agree. Uh, he's not Chris Carson. He's not Rashad Penny. Uh, he's not even CJ Procise, uh, which they're, all of them are not going to play in this game. The concern is going to be to me is I think there's just such a lack of weapons on both of these offense right now that it's weird because on, on Seattle, yeah, you've got two, two receiving options. You have DK Metcalf who had the monster game last week. You have Tyler Lockett who can have a big game but has not looked the same since that midseason leg injury. On Green Bay side of things, you have Devontae Adams, and that's where the list stops. I mean, you have Aaron Jones in the backfield, but that's it. Um, we'll see if Jamal Williams gets more involved in the passing game this week. This could be a sneaky good Jimmy Graham game. The okay. Seahawks have been terrible against tight ends for most of the year. Uh, so this could be a game where yeah, he you pointed that at like week ten or twelve, and I was shocked that they were second behind Arizona. Titans. Yeah. that's a great point. Uh, so that could be a sneaky Jimmy Graham game that 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 could pop up here. Uh, you get two veteran quarterbacks. Uh, you know, <sighs> Seattle's defense has been overrated all season. We've but we've talked about that. But I feel like we're, they've we're, sucked. I started listening. Yeah, they, they got credit good because still. they were like. The Legion of Boom is watching the game, but they're not in the game. Yeah, the Legion of Boom was yeah around there. Like, Cam Chancellor raised the 12 one week. That's as yeah. close as you got to Legion of Boom yeah. being on this team. They've been awful. They've been awful all year. Green Bay's defense has been up and down, but they've been better than Seattle's consistently. But the defense down. has been pretty solid. Yeah. Their, run, their run defense has been very up and down. But who's gonna, But who's gonna, who's running for 100 yards on them? Marshawn Lynch? Yeah, I know. Like, uh, Travis Homer? I'm going to shock you guys with this one. I'm not taking Aaron Rodgers at home. Ooh. I'm taking Aaron Jones at home. There you go. Ooh, I like it. I got. I picked it 24-20, so I'm right on this one. I see the Packers winning this game. The Seahawks, Russell Wilson's magic has to be at a Deshaun Watson level to beat the Chiefs' magic. In Which my it opinion. can be. It can be. And if I, I like him more than I like Deshaun Watson to get it done in the, with the magic level. Of course. But DK Metcalf is not Hopkins. No. Uh, Tyler Lockett has been really solid, but... The Packers are really good against slot receivers, and while slot, they're moving Lockett around, he's not necessarily a slot guy. That's where he has the most success. He's disappeared a lot for a top for a guy that's considered a top receiver. He's you could take him away in a lot of games. By the way, the Smith brothers have been spectacular. That was a hell of a free agent offseason for, yes, for the Packers. Huge, huge they rushed the passer. Seattle's offensive line still sucks. If they can't run it, or the Packers get up, they're they're teeing off on Russell Wilson, and he's going to run around all over the place, and he's going to make his plays. But I just can't see him making enough. I mean, the Packers defense is solid; their pass defense is better than solid. And we're talking about Aaron Rodgers being the second Aaron that we're talking about in this game. I think Aaron Jones has a monster game. Like Philly had success running last week with Boston Scott and a banged up Miles Sanders. Aaron Jones had a monster year. Yeah. Worth noting, it's not. There were some projected storms that looked like happening. Not now on Sunday. It's going to be thirty and just sunny. So the weather, it's not going to be yeah, like that's, a. That's by the way, the Packers are at home. That's what we're talking about. The Chiefs yeah. at home. Yeah. The Packers are freaking home. One hundred. It doesn't scare the Seahawks. No. At all. They've been there, done that. I just think they're, they're too banged up. They're just like their left tackle. We're, we're, we're out, they're just not even talking yeah, about. Like, Brown. Yeah. Brown is a star. Like you're missing your left tackle against these pass rushers. They're too banged up. The, the, this is the matchup Seattle wanted if they were healthy. A sure they healthy. wanted regardless because yes. they didn't want to go back to San Francisco. But a fully healthy, like actually, fully, they probably yeah. did. 
But but a fully healthy San Francisco, a fully healthy Seattle, I would take in this game because I still don't think Green Bay is that special. No. But if I Chris just, if I, Chris Carson and Rashad Penny were in this game, this is a totally sure. different game. Healthy, those guys are healthy, but uh, and Dwayne Brown is like yeah. if they have all those pieces, and I think they can do enough against Green Bay. But I just can't see it here. Yeah, I just can't. Yeah, you're also talking about a team that went across the literally all the way across the country. Yeah, to they Philly, went to Philly all the way back. And now yeah, going to Green yeah. Bay, like that stuff matters when you're going back to back on road trips and you're trying to get guys healthy. They had Bobby Wagner had a hamstring. I think he was dealing with, he played through cause he's a warrior, but they're, they're just banged up. And I mean, you take that with the Packers at home and yes, Aaron Rodgers home. I'm not picking a guess, but yeah. I liked that way that I set it up that I'm taking Aaron Jones at home. I think he has a monster game. I think, I think everything for the Packers goes to Aaron Jones in this one. Uh, he's that secondary weapon to Devonte Adams. They play action off of that a lot. That could be Jimmy Graham big in this game, as Jamie pointed out. I think they get it done. If I got to pick one way or the other, since I'm on the four, I'll take them to cover. Okay, you're picking yeah. them to cover. Jamie? Uh, I am as well, but okay. this is uh, don't bet on Packers. I think we're so spending too much time together. This, we we agree yeah. way <laughs> too much on all <laughs> these. Also, just a, just a general rule of thumb: don't bet on Packers Seahawks, and, and don't bet. Yeah, anybody don't. Yeah. It's like Giants Cowboys for the, that number of years. Just don't bet on it because nothing is going to make sense. There's but, going to be something mind numbing that happens in yeah. this game. Probably it's officiating like, related. Since yeah, it's, it's going to be a yeah. catch no catch or something stupid yeah. that all of us freak out. By the way, I love Mike McCarthy's answer. Big love. Big love that. That was incredible. <laughs> that was awesome. That was incredible. I was super happy to see uh, Mike McCarthy make that. But any other parting thoughts on today's podcast, Jake? I'll let you go first. Uh, I, Jamie's point: thirteen and three, week two home teams. They're all got. They all have buys. They're all rested. They're all healthy. I think they all have an advantage. Uh, it, it's just it's such an advantage to get that rest this time of year. Nobody's one hundred percent. Yeah, tell you this from sure. experience. And I never made the playoffs, but like you're not 100% by Thanksgiving, much less this time of year. So to get a week off, what that can do for a couple guys to not do anything for three days, I think that that alone gives you such a boost that yeah. all, all these home teams have uh, a big advantage. Jamie? Uh, to me, it's just watching the injuries. I need to see, particularly in Baltimore, because I think those are the biggest pieces with Mark Ingram and Mark Andrews. Those are two huge pieces that are going to be a huge factor. In you had to game. pick an upset of one of these. Which one is it? Um, That's what I was going to ask. If there is well, one home team that loses, who is it? I'm going I'm to exclude the final game because I don't think that's fair. Because I, but okay. I, I, I'll give you. If I had to pick one team to upset, I think it would be. I think it would be Minnesota. Okay. If I had to pick up with the first three teams, like Seattle would be my pick, but I feel like that's cheating because we All said right. it's going to be a one score game. I'd probably lean that way, but I can see the Titans. That's the I one. Can I see I the pick. Titans doing it too. I mean, I can see just. I've almost talked myself into that I don't they're going to win the game. I don't know how much the Ravens have put on tape that's different from week to week without Lamar Jackson just being that special. But they, had that, a- they had that week off to dial up some stuff you haven't seen yet, and that's like we haven't seen that from them. Yeah. And this coaching staff, and Greg Roman's first year as a coordinator, like – as much parody as there's been, and as this is kind of a new year, right, where there's there's new blood in here, I just don't see it going chalk. All the favorites win. I think no, that I think there's history gonna, doesn't say that. that it's case. just not. I think that there's going to be one upset that happens this weekend. Seattle lends itself to being the one team. Honestly, because I can of the see spread. three of them. Three of them have a possibility. I do not see Kansas City. That's the one. Kansas I Kansas City might not cover that spread. But they're winning yeah. that game. Like I, I cannot see a way that Kansas City doesn't win that game. Not not uh, traditional round related, but uh, just this came down that Josh McCown tore his hamstring off the bone versus the Seahawks in the second quarter. Oh my god! The dude's a god in the second I, you just, quarter. You, you, yeah, yeah. Good good on him, man. He is like he is such a good dude. And dude, I, you got there like, hanging up. Like go enjoy yeah. your family, retire enjoy wherever the, wherever the forever home is. Go chill yeah. and rehab the hamstrings. You can play with your kids, but man, like what a what a what a career! That's what it's him. all about. Yeah, like a dude 
that's been through all that, that got in a playoff game, who played his ass off, but apparently literally played the second half with his ass off. Yeah, <laughs> no shit. Like <laughs> it's just awesome, man. Yeah. I love that dude. Yeah, I think, uh, like you I said. You can't have enough dudes like that on your team, by no. the way. No. Like, if you have a young Matters quarterback like Wentz, having room. that guy sitting behind him every week, didn't care who he plays or not. He just wants to win and help that guy in front of him. He did it at every stop he was, all what, all 10 of them for the last yeah. 17 years? Just especially matters for Carson Wentz this year when you had the Nick Foles shenanigans for so long. It was probably a big relief for Carson Wentz to oh, not sure. have to look over his shoulder all year round and, and have a quarterback that everybody in the stands. And he gets hurt in week one and name. comes back and sucks and gets benched for the men's stash. Yeah. By the way, my parting thoughts is I want to be on that freaking RV for a couple of days. <laughs> that dude, like, I don't know if it's all fake or if he's that crazy or what. Yeah, but I, I'm buying in, man. I, You're I, in? I love the kid. Like the whole. Hey there, folks. <laughs> He's a funny I'm dude. jumping in. If you know anybody, you know anything free. I just made $700,000 for my, my 23. I'm by, I bought an RV. Like, you know anything, anywhere free, anybody to stop and hang out with. Places like, it was awesome. Yeah. I love it. Like, that dude is. I'm all, I'm all. I don't know, it. but I'm all in on the playing. He was, he was up and down. I do think he has some moxie and something, but I, that was awesome. Yeah. That my parting thought is I want to jump on the RV. For, for, <laughs> parting thought is you want to hang out. Between like New Orleans and Dallas. Yeah. Let's just jump on. Well, there's like nothing but road. Uh, Stop at the casino in Shreveport for a, little, yeah, for a couple hours. Be a fun, that'd be a fun trip. Jake, how can everybody follow you on social media? Jake B. Arians on Twitter. Jamie. Follow me at Jamie Eisner on Twitter. You guys can follow me at the underscore sports page with an eye on Twitter and Instagram. And as I said, if you want to have some fun on the mock draft machine. Go to the draftnetwork.com and Green Bay, you can draft yourself your future wide receiver too. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.